Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Well, Donna, that uh, I know that a lot of our listeners can't always tune into us here from 4 to 5 p.m. on Sundays, and they are interested in listening to us by podcast. Where can they uh, pick up the podcast? Well, right now, the most um, asked, frequently asked question is that, in fact, where can I hear you if it's not on Sunday? So I recommend everybody listen to our favorite radio station, newsradioklbj.com. Uh, we also have a website you can visit, armormenshealth.com. Uh, please send us your questions. We'll read your questions on air. I'll answer every one of them. Send your email questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. Dr. Mystery, do you want to go through some more questions? Absolutely. I just wanted to add that we're also on SoundCloud, uh, mm-hmm. which is the app that you can download on your Google or, or, or Apple device. And you can look for Armor Men's Health, and you'll find our show pop up with our lovely pictures. Uh, so uh, what uh, listener questions can we answer now here, Donna? Um, so the latest question we have relates to adult circumcision. The, the listener said, as an adult, should I get circumcised? What are the pros and cons other than it sounding like a terribly painful adult decision? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> uh, the, the, the decision to get circumcised is really a question of whether it's medically necessary versus whether you're doing it for cosmetic reasons. So I get patients all the time in their early 20s that come to us because they have a girlfriend that doesn't like their uncircumcised penis And I have to go through a long discussion with them uh, when I discuss whether it's really for them or whether it's their partner. And I try to convince patients that a lot of times partners have different feelings. But some patients come in just saying, we want a circumcision. So important points to know about that are, number one, it's covered by insurance. So if you've met your deductible, it could be a no cost, but sometimes it is a cost based upon your specific insurance plan. The procedure takes about 45 minutes. We do it in the operating room, although I know some practices do it in the office. I do a specific thing when it comes to the the circumcision called a, called a frenuloplasty. That's where I make the undersurface of the top side of the penis, and I do a special suture there so that it has a really nice contour to it because uh, how our member looks is really important to us, and I want to make sure that we do a circumcision in a, in a, in a way that uh, you're going to be real happy with it. So if it's more of a cosmetic circumcision, we can do a special kind of uh, procedure in which we take the, the skin away from the base and allow all that skin that goes over the head of the penis, which is very sensitive to remain in place. But if you do a standard circumcision, you can just remove that skin that goes over the head of the penis. Healing is about a week. I tell patients that the worst thing that they're going to experience is the rubbing of the head of the penis against their underwear, so we have ways to help fix that. And if you had to pay for it out of pocket, an in-operating room circumcision can run you somewhere around $2,500. That includes both the surgeon's fee as well as the anesthesiology fee, and ultimately can also include the surgery center fee. So that's what it would cost you. Now, on the other hand, you have patients that have narrowing of the skin of the head of the penis, or they have tearing when they have intercourse, or pain, or recurrent infections, or a real medical reason to want a circumcision. The procedure is really the same. The recovery is the same. It's covered by insurance, uh, similar to what we would consider to be a cosmetic circumcision, and uh, the healing is about the same. But what's the positive about that is you can avoid problems like tearing or bleeding or painful intercourse. And uh, if you have any of these conditions, there's no reason to live with it. Either we can treat it with medicines or minor procedures or, if necessary, a circumcision. 
Well, thanks to the listener for sending that. Um, that kind of made me cringe, I have to admit, and I don't have a penis. So. <laughs> I think, I think, <laughs> I think most men kind of cringe at it, and and it's always uh, a sight to ha- uh, have to put uh, men in the room through watching a circumcision. But oh boy, universally, men are very happy with the outcome, so it's a good thing we're doing for them. So get those babies circumcised, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I did not say that, Donna. <laughs> That is not that is not a statement that I've made. Let's, it is a personal decision. Let's not torture the It is a men. personal decision, Donna. <laughs> that is not for us to say. So here's another good question uh, from a patient. Dr. Mystery, is it normal to feel something in my scrotum or testicles? That's, that frightened me a little bit, so I want to make sure we got that question out there. That's a great question. Uh, I think that if anyone out there is doing a self-testicular exam and feels something abnormal in the scrotum, they immediately need to go see a urologist or a primary care physician. It is not normal to feel masses or tumors or anything hard in the testicle, and for sure, you should go and see a specialist. Now, not everything that you feel is a tumor or a cancer. A lot of times, there can be little concretions or little calcifications within the sac of the scrotum. You can have cysts or fluid-filled cavities within the epididymis or on the testicle that you can feel. Uh, Little stones or pearls, we call them, in the scrotum can form. So fortunately, a lot of times that patients come to us for scrotal masses or testicular masses don't have anything wrong with them that needs to be surgically corrected. A lot of times they do. It is absolutely the case that if you feel something in your scrotum or testicle, you should be seen by a urologist or your primary care provider. Should um, men do a monthly check? Absolutely. I think regular or monthly self-testicular examinations should be something that all men are doing. They should do it in the shower. The prime time for testicular cancer is actually in young men. So if you're a young man out there listening under the age of 30, you should be doing regular testicular self-exams. But uh, cancer doesn't have a calendar or a, or a watch. It has no idea sometimes how old you are. So it's important that you check always. We diagnose cancer in men of all ages, all the way up into their 60s and 70s. The nature and type of cancer changes, but definitely uh, cancer can be a scary diagnosis. And all testicular cancer tends to be fairly aggressive uh, compared to other cancers and certainly should be uh, addressed quickly. We're not trying to scare anybody, but we certainly want to remind you all to take your health into consideration. Men's health, that's our topic here at the Armour Men's Health Hour. Another question for Dr. Mystery, what does normal semen look like and when should I worry? We get questions like that on on many sides. Some patients want their semen to look different and some are worried about how it looks. And women uh, are just scared of it. I think I think that this may be you. <laughs> I think I think that I think that some men out there are really really concerned about making sure that their semen looks normal. Uh, It should be whitish in color. It can certainly change in terms of consistency. The way it acts biologically is that it comes out in a gelatinous or very sticky form and then is designed to become liquefied. There are specific enzymes in the ejaculate that make it want to be liquefied. You can kind of imagine it biologically where the ejaculate gets um, spurted out of the tip of the penis, sticks to the inside of the vaginal wall, and then liquefy so the sperm can get out and crawl up the cervix uh, into the uterus uh, to, uh, to, to conceive. Um, and so that's really what it's supposed to look like. Sometimes men's semen can be more watery when it comes out. That's not necessarily abnormal. Sometimes it can be very gelatinous when it comes out or very sticky. 
that can sometimes be a fertility concern, but it's not usually a concern when it comes to uh, how your prostate or how your body's functioning. Now, there are, there are examples of when the semen does look abnormal. If it's brownish in color or reddish in color, it could suggest an underlying prostate infection. And those are common reasons why we see patients. It is rare, but it is a reported concern that reddish or brownish semen could be a risk factor for prostate cancer. And so if you're over the age of 50 or 60 and are having this condition and have already been treated for prostatitis or prostate infection and still have it, these are patients where we worry a little bit more about prostate cancer. But um, the most common question that we get is about the liquefaction or how, how, how sticky the, the, the semen is. There are medicines that we give like uh, HCG, often for fertility-sparing testosterone replacement, that will make the semen volume more. When patients are on testosterone, oftentimes semen volume will increase, and that will make it more watery. And so there are ways that we can adjust it. Awesome. Well, that was more information than I ever thought I'd <laughs> well, I Well, I, I bet it was. I bet it was. Well, but that's, that's kind of our goal here at the Armour <laughs> Men's Health Hour. We really uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, it's been our pleasure to provide this information to you. We look forward to hearing your emails at armormenshealth at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to visit our website, armormenshealth.com. Um, you can check out the podcasts on News Radio KLBJ. Dot com as well. We wanted to thank at the end of this week um, our great KLBJ, KLBJ guys, Daniel and Kelly. They've been amazing and super helpful. Um, and we look forward to seeing you all next week on Sunday. And big thanks to all of our listeners for uh, keeping our question bank full. And uh, we really appreciate all the support you give our practice. We look forward to seeing you in our practice. Please call our office at 512-238-0762 or visit our website at armormenshealth.com. And we'll see you next Sunday. Bye, everybody. The Armor Men's Health Hour is brought to you by Urology Specialists of Austin. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com. 